Hey guys, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's your girl Muna, and I am back with another episode. Back from my hiatus, which was well needed and well deserved on my part because I have just not been functioning as well as I needed to. But in my time of absence, I have been reflecting on certain things which I thought would be a great podcast episode topic to do. So, in my time of dealing with things, I've kind of like went through the stages where I felt like needed to be overly positive to the point where it just wasn't working in my benefit. So I've kind of reflected on what was going wrong and what needed to be improved. So today I'd like to talk about toxic positivity and why that doesn't always seem to be helpful. Now, toxic positivity is quite shallow. It's a false reassurance, like someone saying everything happens for a reason after, for example, your loved one dies or everything will work out after something distressing happens in your life that you may not have any control over. It's just gives, just deal with it and move on and brush the bad feelings under the carpet. Firstly, it's helpful to understand what positivity is and how to differentiate between real positivity and toxic positivity. On one hand, there is our internal emotions and on the other hand, emotions that we project to other people. Toxic positivity involves dismissing negative emotions and responding to distress with false reassurance, like I said, rather than empathy. It comes from feeling uncomfortable with negative emotions. Though often it's well meant as we want to help but don't really know what to say, this can however sometimes cause isolation and a feeling of detachment or disconnect from the person that you're interacting with. Most people don't know how to talk about sad and uncomfortable topics which is fairly normal and often resort to shallow reassurances and that's okay, we're all human and process things differently. What happens with toxic positivity is that we want to make someone feel better but it ends up not having the desired effect, rather it shuts the other person up from further expressing themselves and this is where the disconnect occurs. This is even more sensitive with children. Telling a child, for example, it's not a big deal, stop crying, teaches them that their negative feelings aren't in fact fine and can potentially influence how they develop and process their feelings of emotions in the future. Then there's the lovely gender difference that discourages boys from expressing their emotions except those that symbolize strength or power such as anger, whereas girls are encouraged to be emotional and express feelings such as agreeableness. These differences lead to men suppressing their emotions and women are pressured into this false sense of positive emotions. It's quite normal not wanting to deal with negative emotions sometimes. It starts to take more a toll on your mental health when you are regularly forcing a positive outlook when you're in reality feeling quite the opposite. And this makes you feel actually worse down the line. As much as you avoid these negative feelings, they will continue to haunt you until you are eventually forced to deal with them. True positivity is about more than just your internal emotions. You have to have a more all-rounded approach where you allow yourself to authentically feel the emotions as we experience them, accepting both the negative and the positive that comes with these emotions. Everything in life is better balanced including a full emotional life. Being a happy person doesn't mean you never feel bad. There's more to happiness than feeling good all the time. It's a ridiculous expectation to have in life and one that is bound to be met with disappointment. Now, 
how can you cultivate the right way of being positive and avoid toxic positivity? Here are a few ways that I think might help you implement into your life. The first step towards living a fuller, emotionally balanced life is mindfulness, which I have discussed before as a topic of its own. Give mindfulness a try by simply just taking a moment and check in how you're feeling and what is actually going on in your body without so much focusing on your thoughts. And if you are noticing negative feelings, that's okay. Allow yourself to feel whatever you need to feel in that moment and then gradually move on from it. It's important to acknowledge the information that we receive without losing ourselves in them. It's a helpful start to practicing mindfulness when you're calm. That way, when you're in a more emotional state, you will already have the skills to process them properly. It's also worth noting that mindfulness is a tool to help you see what you're feeling as valuable information rather than putting the focus on how these emotions make you feel. All emotions are functional and have a purpose. See it as a signal that is being communicated to you. Negative emotions like anger or fear actually help you to alarm us about potential risk or danger. Whereas positive emotions like happiness, they cultivate connection. Now, clarifying your needs is another way to encourage people from throwing toxic positivity at you. People don't always respond in the way that you seek. And often, because there is the assumption of how they think they should respond to your situation, such as offering advice when you're looking for empathy, stating what you want from the conversation at the beginning helps the other person just as much as it helps you. If these are close friends and family members, being honest will only strengthen your bond ultimately, even if it makes things uncomfortable for the moment. With children, I think it's important to express a range of emotions and being able to talk about them openly, it helps them to ensure they develop how to deal with these feelings of their own rather than avoid them. At some point, children will express negative emotions such as anger, sadness and frustration, just like everyone else. There is no value in telling them to stop yelling or crying. This just invalidates their feelings as if it's not important and they're not allowed to feel natural negative emotions. Instead, it would serve them better, far better, to teach better ways to express and cope with these emotions, talk to them about what they're feeling and why they might be feeling this, and how to resolve the issue at hand. And lastly, the most straightforward thing that you could possibly do is to let yourself feel what you need to feel. This is often harder to accomplish than it actually seems. Instead, we come up with so many excuses why we avoid engaging with these complicated emotions. Just remember, unless you deal with them these negative emotions won't go away so just acknowledge them first then try to understand where they might be coming from and then how can you address this it's important not to prioritize more positive emotions over negative ones all emotions give you valuable information about how you're doing in the world and all are equally valid when you have the sweet it's a contrast to the sour and you can really appreciate it i hope you guys benefited from this little episode on toxic positivity and i will catch you guys very very soon